Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Shai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it, wherever you are. Shalom, and welcome to Malka Fleischer. Hello there. Hello. Happy pre-Pesach. Pre-Pesach it is. Our house smells like the, um, it's got the weird smells of pre-Pesach, you know, like when the carpet has, you know, been dusted, so there's like a carpet dust in the air, and when the, you know, things have been sprayed with weird stuff, the fridge is misaligned with all kinds of <laughs> stuff Yeah, we're dust. starting to eat stuff that's weird. Weird stuff eating, like last night's excellent dinner. We had, but a, good, we had a good meal last night, it but was a good now, meal. like, the next few days are going to be full-on weird. Yeah, I'm looking full- at the stuff that's in the fridge, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah. It, it, okay, guys. Yeah. Hold, buckle in. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, they say that, like, one of the cures against Alzheimer's is, you know, doing things differently. Yeah. And it's like Passover is, like, the ultimate, you know, th- do things differently, like, shake it up and, and, and do it differently. So... Uh, that's for sure uh, um, a reality right now. And you could just smell it, could feel it. I'm constantly nervous. You know what I mean? And we've got to, we've got to, you know, I thought I'm that like, was just like a regular Jewish thing. It is, but like then I had to clean the car yesterday, took it to my uh, Arab neighbor and, and uh, did the, the regular car cleaning. They're part of it. You know, they know all about all the laws, you know. They're like, you know, they're, they're, they're telling you what the laws of Pesach are and, you know, they're, uh, you know, cleaning, cleaning uh, the, the cars for Pesach. There's like a line for that. And, you know, and it's Ramadan at the same time. So, like, you know, it's like he's fasting and, 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 and we're talking about Passover and Ramadan. You know, every other sentence is, is an issue from here or an issue from there. It's just the funny reality of the Middle East, you know. And he's my friend. He's, you know, he calls me his friend. And he like, he's like, do you want me to check the, the, you know, the oil and water? I'm like, yes. Whatever the whole thing happened, and, and he's at the same time doing a great job. At the same time, he's like burning garbage, literally burning garbage. Like, and I'm like, and I, I just want to say to him, like, we don't burn garbage in the 21st century. We, 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 we put it out, and and it's like, so it's like, it's like we're friends. We live next to one another. He's got a different religion. At the same, t- he's helping me. We know each other. He knows our cars, and at the same time, we have these things that like. You know, we we talked about him praying at Al Aqsa and how he likes to do that from time to time. Oh, but yeah? what but do he say about it? he says he likes it, but he doesn't like the 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 fighting atmosphere of Jerusalem. Meaning, mm. so he doesn't like that the Arabs make a trouble, and they, he doesn't like it. So he's he's a he's a you know he's a Bethlehem guy, right? It's a different Suburban. thing. It's a, it's a yeah yeah so, so Bethlehemian, whatever it is. So there's there's that. So anyway, weird things happen right now here in the Middle East, and of course, I I think by the way. That also the Arabs are looking at us in our internal fight. They're like, "What? Like, what are you guys fighting about?" Because it's too confusing for the average Israeli. Not to mention people who's who's. You really think that they're they're not sure what we're fighting about? You don't think in the Arab world they know about like fighting over stuff? They're excellent at fighting over stuff. Yeah, but they fight over like yeah, but they fight. You know, they're like, "Who's got?" They understand. I, I don't, I don't I think they're wondering what we're fighting about. I think they're wondering what will happen. I think that they don't care at all what we're fighting about. I think that what they what they're thinking about i'm talking about the national level i think what they're thinking about is like hey is this gonna weaken israel and how do we feel about that right uh and uh, but i still think that i think that one of the things that the jewish people do historically is weird our enemies out our unusualness is like sometimes you're just like what what's so so these people are are making a war in the streets because of how many people will sit on a panel to choose their judges? But it's not a war on the streets. We're, we don't, we have not had, we, there has been, I want to say as a person who, who went to the right wing, quote unquote, uh, let's call it the pro-judicial reform protest in Jerusalem this week. You know, there were so many people yeah. and it was so nice and it was so much about like singing and cheering and yeah there was a political message and yeah there was even some a disgruntledness absolutely but like what it was like so nice and peaceful and families and good religious kids and everybody being good no weird fires in the street happened to be that on the way home in the car we did run into um, a, a famous group called la familia la familia okay which, which is, is not exactly hebrew Right. I don't know why they're called La Familia. I don't know. Anyway, so they're they're known as like a more aggressive group of right wing people who right. sometimes make trouble. And we did see them and we saw them a clashing. little bit, a little bit, but it wasn't even that bad. They were clashing right. a little bit with police, like, but it was, it was more like, like, hey, we want to clash a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't. It really wasn't such a thing. Now, I did see and, a video. And you know that the, the, the police officer on the horse, yeah. he himself is a 
kind of La Familia guy, you know right. what I'm saying? Right, just it's a, a, working for a different It's almost like body. they like right. got together in there. It really, it was very, I didn't see anything that looked very violent or anything like that. It was just like hooligans a little bit. Right. I did see a video. Wait, um, wait, wait. Of, wait, wait I just want to say, I, I do want to make a point, Sorry. which is I saw a video of possibly a video of some Jews attacking somebody at a gas station. It was unclear what, what I was seeing from the video, but that's the accusation. The next day on Twitter, I see all these people sharing videos of like a few guys apparently in some corner were like cursing and saying like really nasty stuff to, to about about lefties, about homosexuals, about all kinds of stuff. I didn't even really watch, but there was a few guys. And I just thought to myself, boy, like do these people either have absolutely no concept of what happened at this thing? Like I never ran into those people. I didn't see it. All I saw was like a beautiful crowd of people with Israeli flags and little beautiful children and nice posters. We picked up a poster off the floor and brought it home. It was a poster that was made by a child, obviously made by a child. And it said, Anashim Achim Anachno. We are brothers. Right. We, we, uh, we, we are people who are brothers. We're, right. We are people who are brothers. And it's like a... This is a saying that we say in a time of kind of like strife and you go, no, we are families. So we're not going to like, this is a way to try and keep the glue together and not have the strife. And the fact that people would want to focus so heavily on really what we're talking about out of 250, a thousand people, what we're talking about is like a total conglomerate of like, 20 to 40 people max i I'm, i resent that like that actually i resent well i also speak i resent that we're painted yet again we're painted yet again as some kind of like extreme group some like fringe group and we're talking about a quarter of a million really nice people and then there are people who want to take literally like 40 people and say that this is what this group of people is about. And I just, I, I was really shaking my head because I left that rally being like, boy, you know, that was so nice. And before I went to the rally, I was discussing it. You know, I, I shared the rally information on a couple of um, WhatsApp groups. So one person who obviously wanted people to not attend this rally was like, you know, it might be violent. I heard La Familia is going, right, this group. And I was just like, listen, like, I'm sure it's going to be fine. You know, I plan on taking my kids and and it's going to be, you know, I know who these people are. It's going to be fine. And they're like, well, La Familia is like really, really violent. So there's going to be violence. And there just wasn't like there just was not. Instead, it was just a lot of nice people, a lot of running into people that, you know, from different times in life or different parts of the country that you haven't seen in a while. You know, people who are common like minded. And um, tonight, in fact, there's another rally. There's a rally in Tel Aviv. Um, some or all of us may go to that rally tonight in Tel Aviv. That should be interesting. Yishai, you had wanted a rally in Tel Aviv. Absolutely. I, I've been calling for a rally in Tel Aviv for a long time. And, and to just show one simple thing, which is you're not going to bowl right over us. You're, you're not going to rename us you know, extremists and anti-democratic. You're not going to say these things because the fact is, is that we are trying to make the country more democratic more beholden to the people, less beholden to unelected officials. And so you're not going to paint us and erase us and talk about us as some kind of extreme violent minority. We are people. We are here. We are Jews. We're Israelis. We're alive. You know, Chayani, I'm, we're alive. And I don't want you guys to just, just bowl over us. That's really what I think is important because the judicial reform has been frozen by Prime Minister Netanyahu, that legislation. And it's like we, we lost that that effort and by the way i want to go at back at least for now it's you know now. you never yeah. know what will happen next yeah and and by the way interestingly enough i i want to go back to the show that we had three weeks ago yeah where i offered up the offer of retreat dunkirk uh in order to in order to Regroup be like king david right again. and be like king david be like be like no you rule the country we roll you know we're back and and at the time you looked at me like I was a a, a mad Traitor. hatter, right? But uh, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> but and and I and I said it clearly that well, it was, it was a, a it was a thought, and that's, that's, thought that's what it, that's what happened in the end. That is what happened in the end. Yeah, that is what happened, and we may have been better off had we smelled that 
earlier. Earlier, I I must say, and I and I did not. I was, and I said it then. It was a thought experiment. I wasn't sure, but there was some kind of vibration inside my soul, being like, "I don't think we're winning this one. Like, I'm. I don't think we're on the path to win." And when I was at the when I was at the uh, liberal left, secular Tel Avivian anti judicial reform rally, yeah. And people have been very angry at me for labeling it that. Why? But because they're like, no, no, this is everybody. It's We're really, the country. It's really it's not. Such a, it's such yeah. a crock. It's such I a mean, crock. I mean, there are representatives, just like at the right-wing rally right. in front of me, was the cutest ever older couple, and they didn't look religious at all. The man was not wearing a kippah. The, the right. wife was wearing was wearing pants. They didn't look to me like religious people at all, and they were at the right-wing rally. Right. So you could say that both of them are everybody's rally. But but what I was saying, though, Malka, is when I went to the left rally, yeah. I was like, this is not just a bunch of like paid burger flippers. You know, This is actually the Tel Aviv nation. They have been fed, and they believe this other narrative, but they believe it. And... And I saw young people, cool people, older people, and I was like, these are the kind of people that if you bumped into them on on a, on a trek in Israel or at a restaurant in Tel Aviv, you'd be like, ah, oh, those are beautiful Israelis. God bless them. I was like, this is bigger. And what's we, your point? My point was is that my sense three weeks ago that we are not winning this because this thing is a stronger movement than the nationalist right was was aware that was fomenting on the other side. We did not foresee and prepare for uh, the 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 vociferousness, ferocity of this of this uh, thing. Right. By the way, speaking of well, ferocity, part of the reason we weren't prepared is not because they're a larger number, but because our narrative did not have the kind of opportunities that the other narrative had. That's right. The other narrative, the anti-reform narrative. Look, you saw what happened the day that they called what is it a day of paralysis which i think is a great name by the way it wasn't i finally they said a name that was they said something true that wasn't actually <laughs> propaganda it was just a day of paralysis and basically you had the heads of like major companies and and institutions shutting stuff down ishai kindergartens right high schools right the electric company right fox which is a major uh, brand in Israel, uh, American Eagle, the airport. Now, there is a big conspiracy theory going around about who actually shut down the airport. We, we don't necessarily have to talk about that on the show, but that's a, that's a question mark. But the point is that uh, all kinds, of, and of course, all the army, you know, the, the big army reserve, huge Zionists de declaring that they're not going to, you know, protect the country anymore because of judicial reform. Not because of judicial reform, because we wanted because we want more, democracy. More Shield. elected officials on the board that elects judges. That's it. That's what we're well, talking no, about. There's here. more to there's, it. Than that. No, there's but that's what, what was being voted on. You know, and that. But it's it's so the the fact is, Ishai, when you talk about that we don't control things, uh, that that we had that we weren't uh, you know ready for this thing. I think there were a few ways in which we weren't ready, and. W one of the ways that we weren't ready is that we didn't realize we didn't kind of understand that non-political actors would politicize themselves. Yes. Like kindergartens. I can't get over it. Those, those darn lefty okay? kindergarten kids. Like kindergarten. That just blow. Joking, just that joking. is like the electric company. I can not believe. Okay, that the electric company, the gas, like gas for your car, they said they're not going to deliver it anymore. Now, who are these people and how can they make such declarations? That was the first thing that we didn't understand that these non-political entities like would politicize themselves, including the army. That one devastates me. But it wasn't it, Wait, just just cautiously, cautiously, yes. cautiously. It wasn't the army. No, no, no. It, it was, wasn't the army. It was the defense minister, and it was a lot of the the cautiously, uh, cautiously. Yes, the defense yes. minister okay. is a right wing guy who 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 got up on li live television in front of the entire country, and yes, when Netanyahu was and away, validated right, validated uh, a shirking, shirking uh, your duty, and deciding when you will or will not defend the state of Israel. If you like, or we're not, not like. talking about even right. controversial acts here. 
Right. We're not even talking about I've decided I'm not, I don't know what, now, bombing a city. We're talking about I won't defend Israel. Malka, uh, I want to take just a pause right now uh, to just say, if you want to understand what's happening in the news in Israel, uh, I really recommend two websites that are sponsors of the show but are excellent websites for giving you news updates. One is jewishpress.com. Excellent news, excellent email. Highly recommend it. Sign up for it. It really gives you a great picture view of what's happening in Israel. And JNS.org, of which we are now part of the JNS family. JNS.org does a great job. I especially uh, like their op-ed section. Really the best op-ed writers uh, that we have, thinkers out there. And it's up to date. It'll give you the information about really what's happening in the Jewish world, the Israel world. That's JNS.org. Malka, I want to I wanna say and to did you- Did you mention Jewish Press? I mentioned JewishPress.com oh, Jewish yes. and, okay, and JNS.org. Uh, I want to now zoom out for just one second. We've, 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 we've- we, you, you want to I, I, there was one more thing because so, I said thing number one. Okay, so after that, I'll get to my more philosophical perspective. Yeah, is that okay? okay? Yeah, sure, great. of course. The second thing. I mean, thing, you're my wife, and it's pre Pesach. Yeah, you better listen. <laughs> right, right now, I like this is like yes. this month of the month of, of Nissan until the end. I like, you know, I I, I I get demoted from head of the household to a servant. Okay, that's that's basically what it is. It's yes, yes, I try. Anyway, yeah. excellent. Yeah. So. <laughs> So the second thing I want to say is that we <laughs> didn't we didn't appreciate mm-hmm. the actual not democraticness right. of some aspects of Israel right. and how you really you know how they talk about this word protectia in Israel where you have to like if you know somebody you can in a certain department that you need help with then you can get help a lot easier like there's you know there's like helping out your friend which in one sense is very nice and the other hand is not so great right in in theory everyone should have equal access to the things that they need um, within reason right and uh, we didn't understand that actually the secular left as frankly the builders, the original builders of the infrastructure of Israel, right? that those entities built it and kept hold of it, right? They built it and kept hold of it, which is sensical. But now what they want you to know is we built this and we're holding on to it. Maka, and Maka if, if, we you, want, if you go back to the audio from three yes. weeks ago, you'll hear me say to you exactly that. These guys still control. Right. They still own it. They have the power over it. And right. we don't understand. We think that we're we're an equal players. We think we're a feature. We think it's democracy, but we're, it's not democracy. We're a bug, not a feature in their system. They are the system and we are a bug. This is something I realized right. uh, You know, after the Trump thing, whatever. I realized we are a bug in the system, not the feature yet. Okay. So if we want to change that, what we're going to have to do, there's, and this is a, a place where I look at the Haredi community and, and kind of knock on their front door and say, listen, guys, if we want to be able to really have a say and change the way things work in certain aspects of Israeli society, then we have to be doctors, lawyers, corporate owners, r- r- you know, uh, pilots, and all these other things, we have to be a part of these systems. We're not going to be able to control it from the outside. We have to have fingers on the inside. That doesn't mean, of course, that you can't sit and learn Torah or you have a society which is very focused on that. But if you want to have a say, you have to be a part of the thing, in my very, opinion. Very interesting point, Malka. Very interesting point. And I partially agree with you. Okay. And you know there was that 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 scene in which a ultra orthodox pilot piloted the LL plane that took Netanyahu abroad right. and stuff. So there's an element of that that I agree with you, and then there's an element where I don't agree with you. And the element that, it's not that I don't agree with you is that I'm not sure. I'm All still right, not sure. Go and, ahead. And here's the way to think about it. Which I've is, given my my rant. By the way, it's your turn. Go ahead. Your rant Philosophy. was excellent. Thank Can you. I tell you that? I appreciate um, it. I want to say. If you want to hear more ranting later? We can. That's why people that. tune into the Ishai Fleischer yeah. show <laughs> for Maka rants. Yes. And if you like Malkarantz, hashtag Malkarantz, write me Malkarantz with a capital M, capital, remember her name is with an H in the end and with the capital, capital R, Malkarantz. And um, um, partially agree, partially don't. Partially agree. disagree. The, the yeah. part that I disagree is, it's not that I disagree, it's that I could think about it a different way, which is, I'm not sure that the ultra-Orthodox are going to become necessarily doctors and pilots, necessarily. Maybe the real way to move forward is not 
to uh, infiltrate the system, but rather that the system will change a little bit to be the one little, it's a one word which would solve the whole thingamabob, which is appreciate. If the secular world will appreciate the importance of the Torah and its anchoring. Isn't that the whole thing about being secular is that you don't appreciate? No. No, not necessarily. That's not the whole thing. I'm saying that if we would have an atmosphere in the Israeli society where we would like one another better, we would be able to get through this much better. And then, and, and, and you're going to hear, uh, we, have, uh, we have two rabbis coming up on the show today. It is Shabbat HaGadol, which is traditional to hear from a rabbi. So we have two rabbis, two priests, Ooh, two Kohanim. That's, that's pretty right. cool. Yeah, we got two Kohanim. You're going to get the priestly blessing. Wow. Yes. Uh, and they'll talk about that. You know, I, I want to pull back for just one second and give a little bit of a philosophical um, outlook on, uh, on exactly how, uh, how it works. Uh, before I, I pull back, it's like, it's, like, it's like pulling back to the Alps. It's like you got to look, see the big picture, the beautiful Alps. You could actually go to the Alps and cycle through them in kosher style by uh, joining koshercycletours.com. My, my, my great friend Aaron is going to, our own, is going to take you on a beautiful trip. You want to go in the Alps and see the Alps like, like, uh, like uh, Shimshon Rafael Hirsch? Or you want to oh. see uh, you know, the Dead Sea and cycle, zoom down from Jerusalem to the Dead Sea in kosher style? Great bikes. Great, a uh, 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 challenging trails uh, and and minyanim, all that you need to make your cycle tours amazing. Koshercycletours.com. Well, you'll want to make sure to pack your Israel Bible if you're going out on a trip. That's right, because you want to you be able to see the good land and see it with full eyes. So you want to go to IsraelBible.com. If you put in coupon code Yishai, bang, 10% off of the most beautiful Bible that will show you the land from verses to, to commentary to great transliteration. Check it out, IsraelBible.com. Um, so here's, here's me pulling out a little bit, Maka. Um, it's theoretical, but it's very important to understand. I've been quoted in some, some of my tweets have now been quoted in articles talking about, I wrote somewhere, I wrote, it's the classic socialist versus revisionist split. And, and these people were criticizing me. They're like, I'm not a socialist. I'm a capitalist. I, I was like, I don't mean socialist as in the economic system. I mean, it's the classic Ben-Gurion versus uh, Jabotinsky split. It's, it's the split in Israeli society. I want to explain it a little bit. The big, one of the biggest questions theologically that people like in the Satmar community, for example, got stuck on is how could it be that God made it that secular Jews would be the people who started the state of Israel? How could that be? And there's a few theories. Some people just don't understand it. They're like, how could this be part of the messianic process? How could this be part of the rebirth of the Jewish state through these secular non-Torah people? Right. My answer is, is that, uh, and this is, this is my personal deep thought answer, is that um, one characteristic trait that had been lost to the Jewish people that was desperately needed for this time of rebirth and re-embodiment is the characteristic trait of action. Action. Farming. Fighting. Hebrew. The rebirth needed a new sense of, a, a renewed sense of embodiment which had been lost in 2,000 years of bookishness, exile, and, and sojourning and fleeing all the time from place to place. And, and ghettoization. We had been estranged from the characteristic trait of action. And therefore, God made it that in order to rebreed into our peoplehood the characteristic trait of action, we needed generation or generations of action-oriented people. In order to do that, they had to cast aside with two hands the bookishness, the ghetto, and the exile mentality. And therefore, they had to say no to Judaism and Torah and Talmud and to embrace action as a first principle. To go to an extreme in order to rebreed into a nation a characteristic trait that had been lost. That characteristic trait was action. Okay. And therefore God created these this generations of secular, socialist, you know, uh, 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 would-be Israelis, Bilu, and all these other organizations, 
And they absolutely, unequivocally, miraculously and with great strength were able to achieve the unimaginable, which is the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel, their hold on this land. They pushed back armies. They, re, they, 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 they rebirthed a language. They built, they made kibbutzim. They drained the swamps. They fought the wars. It all happened. They built Tel Aviv. It happened. Not only did that happen, but another thing happened in the meanwhile, which is it's not that they were successful in action. They were successful in rebreeding action into our peoplehood. And as a nation, we accepted that trait that had been lost. Wait, hold on. Okay. Religious Zionists like ourselves, even the ultra-Orthodox, not even, they went out of the cities of Jerusalem and began to build and they're farming and this and that. And the whole point is, is that the peoplehood in general accepted the lost traits and many of the basic yes and no though is what i'm saying to you yes and no and what i'm literally saying to you is that i think that there are people who have not accepted that trait of action of they do actions they build stuff but i'm saying when it comes to national governance how can you maybe look the country got shut down in, in a sense what you're saying malka is actually that process has to keep going I guess. Right. That's what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying that's the it's process. It's not done. Let's it's put not it that done. Way. Good, yeah. good, good. But it is done in part. In part, it is done. There is a state. It has been achieved uh, to, some, to, to, to a large extent, not to a full extent. And, and action has been rebred into the nation. Why is that a significant? Because their whole theory was that this is the new Jew. But and they had in order to breed action, they had to get rid of Judaism and Torah and bookishness and all that. But that is not a natural state for the Jewish people. Torah, religion, is the natural state of Jewish people. And as the religious world accepted the trait of action, then what happened was is that they brought in action but merged it, hybridized it in its natural form with Judaism and Torah, which is beautiful, a victory. But the problem was is that the generations that class of people who were simply secular continue to exist alongside now action and religion people. And what happened was is that the secular became redundant. They became like, you did your job historically. They're you brought, not redundant. Listen to what I'm trying to say to you philosophically, not, not personally, not individually. The point is, is that now, when you and, and I'm not saying this, David Grossman says that the famous writer and I'm always there like when I saw the religious jumping on the hilltops wearing the famous army jacket, the Dubon and with carrying an Uzi, I was like, no, that's mine. I'm supposed to be doing that. They felt and they feel that they've been supplanted, replaced. They don't understand how could it be. But the truth is that they are not the natural mode of how Judaism is going to be. The Israelis of the future are going to be both religious and action oriented. What's my point? There is a frustration, a frustration that the great Zionist renewal is now, in a sense, at, has come to its end of just plain secularism. It doesn't make sense anymore. So it's in that, that vacuum comes in this you know, progressive liberalism and other values and self-destructive values and all kinds of psychological stuff that sees us as the enemy. And I'll give you an example. I was once debating a kibbutznik, and I said to and, and in public, and I said to him, "I don't understand what you're yelling at me about. I'm your son. I've learned everything from you. I've taken literally all of your values. The only difference is I also have a kippa." He's like, "No, you're not my son." I'm like, oh, "What do you mean? I'm Eretz Israel, defending the land, speaking Hebrew. I took all of your values. I just also added Judaism. That's exactly what they're frustrated with. That's exactly what they're frustrated with." And so there is this there is this situation right now where we're like, and they know that we're ascendant. Everybody knows that in Israel. Everybody, any secularist worth of salt knows that the religious world is ascendant, and that's why they're flipping out. Just like Saul was flipping out when he knew King David was ascendant, and that's the situation that we find ourselves in. And it's not a pretty situation in that sense. And so. <sighs> You can draw your own conclusions uh, from, from, uh, from what I just said. But I think that that is really the situation that we find ourselves in. 
And on the one hand, we've got to embrace our brothers and sisters. And just like you said, you were like, you, 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 you know, it bothered you when I said that they have become redundant. We have to make them feel not redundant. You know, we have to make sure. Oh, they're and, amazing. And, right, and the exactly. truth is that they did build this country. Absolutely. And we owe them a huge debt of gratitude. That's right. And I can sort of like they're wrong in the sense that you just because you make something in Israel doesn't mean you get to keep it in your pocket forever and that's not right. share it. You that's make right. something in Israel, it, it actually belongs to the people. That's I mean, that's not that's democracy is you create institutions that are supposed to serve everyone. Of course, I'm not talking about private institutions. Private institutions are private, but I'm talking about public institutions are for the public. They're for everyone to enjoy. Um, speaking anyway, of, yeah, but I don't want them to think they're Israel, redundant. Speaking of made in Israel, Malka, Jewish people got to eat, okay? <laughs> and and we have a great... That is the tie that binds. That's right. We, we got to eat in this country. Prohibitionpickle.co.il makes yummy, yummy, yummies, okay? <laughs> Which help you get through your day, but especially through your holy Sabbath. It's, it's, it's fine to have... To make good food, but to make it also holy, also Sabbath ready, right? Kosher and with love. With love, that's prohibition. Pickle. Co. Il. We are not just uh, all of these things. We're not just advertisers. We're we're also customers. Um, also, another thing that's that's. I mean, speaking of the founders uh, that we just spoke about, the founders of Israel. We have the founders of Israel, which are buried in Hebron, Hebron, the Jewish community of, and you could be part of protecting, defending, beautifying teaching about uh and our newest thing is to start i, I start telling dan rosenstein of the hebron fund we've got to also promote hebron as anti-anti-semitism when you wanted to be an anti-semite you want to erase the jewish connection to the land and connection to our to our torah the way to fight it is to reconnect with the roots which is hebron you can connect at hebronfund.org.org maka uh, it's time for a little bit of sweet torah uh, and uh, we are the, out of time. We are for this section. Oh, dingy, uh, Michael! Just a few more minutes. First is uh, uh, first is uh, I know you got to go, and I got to go as well. I got to get on TV. I twenty four. Just but a few minutes. you know how I know? Oh, because you got to pick up the kid. No, how do I? How do I know? Yes, about the time. Oh, because of. Oh. Come on, Ishai. That was a that was a softball. Retro watch guy. Oh my god! <laughs> great, great watches. Classic watches. I love. I'm telling you the truth. I love their Instagram. I love to see their cool. Yeah, you new. don't like to go through Instagram very much. I hate but Instagram, you love, <laughs> but you I love, love Retro Watch Guy. They do. They do a great job. Retrowatchguy.com. Check out their 70s watches. You'll be like back in style, baby. You'll be. You'll be like. You'll be like. Uh, you'll be like a Black Panther or 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 a JDL guy. I don't know what. What? No, I, you know, like old school 70s cool stuff like that. Like all the. You know, or you'll be like in Haight Ashbury with with Rabbi Shlomo, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Karabach wearing a cool watch from the seventies. It's really cool. Retrowatchguy.com. Maka, we've got an amazing Cohen. Our first Cohen up right now is Rabbi Shimshon Nadel HaKohen. Uh, he's a friend. He's a Talmid Chacham. I love to hear from him. He's also the uh, Rabbi of Jerusalem's Kihilat Zichron Yosef, and he has an amazing chiddush to us about what is chametz. Rabbi Shimshon Edel, take it away. Shalom Yishai. As we are involved in preparations for Pesach, we have to ask a most basic fundamental question. Why do we go so crazy over chametz? Why do we spend days and weeks cleaning the home and koshering the kitchen? Why are there so many biblical and rabbinic laws and stringencies surrounding leaven? You can't eat it, can't own it, can't get any benefit from it. We search the home and destroy any chametz left over. To borrow from the Haggadah Shal Pesach, why is this prohibition different from all other prohibitions? The Radbaz, Rabbi David ibn Shlomo ibn Zimra, who lived from 1479 to 1573 and served as a rabbi in Cairo, Jerusalem, and Tzfat, asks this very question. And after providing a technical halachic answer, he concludes that the chametz represents the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination. As we scrub and scour, it's a time to turn inwards, a time to reflect on those things about ourselves that we would like to see change, areas in our lives that could use some improvement, some cleaning, if you will. As we search for the chametz and destroy it, it's a time to uproot the things that are holding us back from reaching our potential. Because what is chametz after all? In one word, time. In fact, the very same ingredients that go into baking matzah become chametz if we let them sit for too long. Chametz represents missed opportunity. Our sages teach, mitzvah haba liadcha al tachmitzena. When the opportunity to perform a mitzvah arises, don't wait too long. Don't let it become chametz. Don't miss out. 
Don't miss the opportunity. Even in modern Hebrew, the word for missed opportunity is hachmatzah. Sound familiar? While slaves in Egypt, the Jewish nation suffered from paralysis, spiritually suffocated. They could not even hear Hashem's promise of redemption because of their kotzeruach, their shortness of spirit. The Hebrew name for Egypt, Mitzrayim, implies narrowness, constriction, restrictions and limitations from the word mitzar. The bondage in Egypt wasn't merely a physical slavery, but a mental one. In Egypt, the Jewish nation could not achieve its potential. They could not fulfill their destiny. Each and every one of us has our own personal Mitzrayim, our own personal Egypt, something in our lives that's holding us back, preventing us from achieving our goals, some block that stands between us and destiny. But Pesach is Chag Ha'aviv, the springtime holiday, and represents renewal. Spring is already here in Jerusalem. Spring has sprung. The sun is shining. Flowers are in bloom. The birds are singing. The feeling of rebirth and renewal is in the air. It's tangible. It's a new beginning. So as you scrub your counters and kasher, your kitchens, ovens, pots, and pans, remember, it's also a time to break free from whatever is holding you back in life. This is the season of redemption both national and personal. It's a new beginning, a new start. May it be a Pesach of health, wellness, renewal, and redemption for all of Am Yisrael. Wishing all the listeners a Chag Sameach. Wow, that was Rabbi Shimshon Nadel. Awesome. I like that segment. It was your idea. It was your idea to bring in that segment. And that's uh, Rabbi Shimshon Nadel of Jerusalem's Kihilat Zichron Yosef in Harnov. Uh, and I love that idea that the one way to describe chametz is time, not to miss time. Yeah, love that's, that that's so really much. Beautiful. So beautiful. Uh, Malka, just before you go, I know you got to pick up our, our, our son. I just want to say one thing to you, which is uh, uh, there's many stories that I'm following, but there's one story which is which is which we got to talk about for just one second, which is that um, uh, uh, um, Joe Biden opined on uh, President Joe Biden uh, opined on um, on what. You know, this is what's going on in Israel. He said, uh, he said that I'm concerned that they get this straight. They cannot continue down this road. I have sort of made that clear. He's telling us how to run our democracy. Made that clear. Thanks, Daddy. Yeah, and he says, I hope he walks away from it, Netanyahu, from the, from the judicial reform. Uh, they know my position. They know America's position. They know the, the American Jewish position. Yeah. He said they know the yeah. American Jewish yes, position. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I think that that is oh, Lord. just... Just fabulous. Thank you so much for your opinion. I, I made a tweet which I think is uh, is very, very plain and simple. Some people said it harsher. For example, uh, for example, Minister of uh, National Security, Itamar Benkvir, who I also advise, he said uh, that we're not a star in the flag of the United right. States, to be told. And I wrote it a little bit more diplomatically, maybe. I wrote, Dear Joe Biden and Kamala Harris administration, thank you for your concern for our welfare. Our country is having an internal family discussion right. and will come out of this period even stronger. If we need anything, we'll be sure to reach out. May God bless our nations, Israel. Okay? And that's exactly right. Uh, the Jewish people should not be dictated to uh, what's happening in our country. Like, dude... Uh, respect our democracy. Uh, respect our our uh, our space. And with that, Maka, I just want to finish off by uh, also thanking one more organization that's part of our family, which is High on the Har. Yes. Uh, go to the Temple Mount. You need to. Right. You There's never... nothing more Passover than going to Harbaya. That's right. And maybe you'll be able to bring a Paschal lamb. And even if not, uh, go up kosher. Go up in style. Go up and and know what you, you need to know. High on the Har the Har means the mountain, so that's highintheheart.com. That's an amazing organization headed up by my friend MJ and Rabbi Levy. And now, Malka Fleischer, before you go, I just want to say that we, I know you're out of time, so I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lots of love to you, Malka. Yes, Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach. Rabbi Shlomo Katz is celebrating a year since the new building of the Shirat David Synagogue, and I came to his offices to talk about Shabbat HaGadol, our second Kohen of the day. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, take it away. All right, folks, Ishai Fleischer here, and I'm in the beautiful uh, study uh, of Rabbi Shlomo Katz in the amazing Shirat David Synagogue, the singing synagogue of Gush Etzion and Efrat uh, here in the mountains of Judea, really a stone's throw away from Bethlehem. Uh, and uh, this, uh, this shul synagogue by Knesset is called Shirat David because it, indeed it really reflects the song of King David and, and also just judging by the books that I see around me right now uh, in Rabbi Shlomo Katz's uh, personal uh, library you know, I see a lot of the um, collected wisdom 
uh, of also the Hasidic tradition, uh, including the the kind of Eretz Yisrael wing of it, which is the Rav Kook and so forth, but also the classical Polish and Ukrainian, you know, all that wisdom that came from the Baal Shem Tov on. At the same time, I also see books of, of Halakha, in this uh, this big Knesset, it's very special, and everybody, it's become a scene. You come here Friday night, I come here Friday night, uh, and it's become something that people around Israel come to, seminaries uh, and yeshivas, in order to enjoy and experience uh, that feeling. Uh, and the reason that I'm also in the study is because we're right at the eve of Shabbat HaGadol, and it is traditional, the Shabbat right before Passover, the big Shabbat. It's traditional uh, to hear from a rabbi. It's like a, it's like a kind of like it's not a law, but it is it is uh, it is something that's done. That the tradition that you go and you hear a rabbi speak. Like you need to hear a little, you know, a little talk right directly from a rabbi. So I thought it would be fun to to ask Rabbi Shlomo Katz, who's very busy uh, and doing chupot every single night uh, this week, uh, and uh, all all the all the stuff that a shul rabbi has to deal with, and a musician as well. Rabbi Shlomo Katz, thanks so much for letting me into your study. It's a well covered. What an honor, Yishai. Thank you so. Much. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're together. And I'm glad that I have the chance to also extend that invitation to everyone that's listening right now. Please, that we built this for you. We built this for us. We built this for a bigger picture. It's a dream. It's we're celebrating our first year in the new building this coming Shabbat, this coming Sabbath. And like Ishai said, um it's a festival every single Shabbos here. It's I don't have any other words completely beyond me, but I know it's for a bigger picture. So whenever you find yourselves, however you find yourselves, whatever you're wearing, it please ne- ne- may that never be in a, a preventing a prevent preventing <clears throat> indicator of what you should be, where you should be. Just someone's here is waiting with a hug. Uh, in fact, uh, a few. Uh, maybe a month and a half ago or two, I brought in some Gentiles, pro-Israel loving Gentiles, and I'm like, they're they're coming with me to shul, <laughs> and uh, and I took them in, and they were just uh, you know lifted up, mm. uh, and it was really fun. They were real lovers of Israel. It happened to be right after Parshat Yitro. Uh, it wasn't Parshat; it was the next month, but it was like we still had that spirit of Yitro there, uh, and so uh, like it was it was a type of Jethro thing, and he came into the kahal, uh, in, into the crowd. All right, uh, we've had some <clears throat> truly uh, uh, memorable weeks. They are a little bit like uh, the weeks of the disengagement in 2005 and the the tensions that underlie the Society of Israel – Left and right, and Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, and and secular and religious, and and maybe even socialist and revisionist. Maybe you know if that's a or that class uh, of those classes of people. Maybe not in the economic ideology, but in the I, the the the, the continue, continuers of of those traditions. We've had a clash. We've had a clash here. It's been a clash. It's been a. It's been a. Everybody's noticed that it's been a clash. But then there's people like Nasrallah who are sitting in a bunker in Lebanon and he's like, you see, just I'm going to wait it out. Israel's going to be destroyed. And here we are, Shabbat Gadol. We're about right before the Shabbat of liberation. So are, are we about to, you know, totally, is, is Israel about to rip apart and become, you know, at, at uh, one scenario, two kingdoms? Or are we holding strong and are we going to grow through this? That's, that's my question for Shabbat Gadol here. <laughs> It's also your question for every day, but it's but it's definitely for Shabbat Gadol. I think it's a wonderful way to look into the preparation for for Pesach because that's what Shabbat Gadol was. Shabbat Gadol is the the initial Shabbat Gadol, the initial one came out on the tenth day on the month of Nisan, where we were told to take the Paschal Lamb, which was the Egyptian god, tie it to the bedpost and hold and watch it for four days, while. All around us, you know, we could have, we had every legitimate reason to be freaked out of our minds. And yet it was a chance to display to ourselves, not to Hashik, not to God. God knows already. It was a chance to display before ourselves what we really believe in, what we really know in our hearts to be true. And that's, that's the sign of a free person. The sign of a free person that eventually became a free person <clears throat> on, on Seder night on the 15th of the eve of the 15th of Nisan a few days later was when it's clear to them, like it was to the Jews back then, this is what I really want, this is what I really believe in, and God just gave me an opportunity for me to look inside, and that, I think, is exactly, exactly what's going on over here right now. It's pretty confusing this year, because usually it's easy to say, like we say in the Haggadah of Pesach, in every generation, people are, the, the Nasrallahs are sitting around us to come and wipe us out. 
And this year we have this new like fear of like, wait a second. It's not just omdim aleinu. It's like yoshvim beinenu. We're, we're, we're amongst ourselves. What's going on over here? So this is what I'm feeling. Shabbat HaGadol. Shabbat HaGadol is a time this year to realize that the, the lingo that's being used in Israeli politics is really deep and spiritual. There's this debate whether what the government has tried to do is a reform or whether it's a revolution or a hafikha, not a revolution, a, uh, it's a different than revolution. It's a push, an overturn, an overturn, an overturn. Now I want to say like this, spiritually speaking, the left got it right. It is, it's an overturn, meaning what, 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 not what the government's doing, what the Jewish neshama is striving for. It's not just another reform of changing a few things here and there. It's this not going to work. We need something new. Am Yisrael needs a completely new light with which to engage other Jews with, with which to engage God with, with which to engage ourselves with. It has to be. Because sometimes it's okay to clean out certain vessels and utensils. you got to clean them very good. But sometimes, like klecheres, which is an uh, earthenware vessel, right? Did I say that right? Ceramics, yeah. Right? So it says that in order, if it becomes impure, the only way to fix it, shviratan, Hitaharatan. The only way to fix it is actually by breaking it. So this bit, this this concept that we've been holding onto as if we know exactly how to, what the right way is, it, it 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 just cracked in front of our face. But what a beautiful thing it is to not to hold on to things that are that are old anymore, concepts that are <clears> old. <throat> and I think that's the in the big picture. There's a lot more to say on that, but in the big picture, that's the preparation towards Pesach. It really starts Shabbat HaGadol is, okay, I'm, what am I letting go of? It broke anyway. <clears throat> what am I letting go of and what am I holding near my bedpost to now get ready to become a truly free person? It's hard, especially where people of tradition. So by us, tradition, tradition, minhagim, right. it, it can get very confusing because I could start to feel like I'm not uh, uh, loyal. I'm not, um, what's the right word? I'm not a traditionalist. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> when really I'm the most true, but, but really Abraham wasn't a traditionalist, thank God. Right. Neither was anyone that had anything real to do in this world. And that's the light that's coming down with the light of freedom. So that's where we're at. And it's a very, uh, it's, it's beautiful, but it's also very like a responsible time. Like, wow, I got to make sure my heart is wide open and I got to make sure that I'm really done with the chametz, which means my ego of saying, this has to be the right way. And be open for Or Chadash al Tzion Ta'ir, a new light should be coming down from Zion. You remind me, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, of uh, one of the greatest moments in the last few weeks, visually speaking and emotionally speaking, was the uh, rally uh, of the left uh, that prepared to march onto Bnei Brak. They marched onto Bnei Brak. And of course, they uh, loaded themselves up with helmets and body gear so that the clash they'll survive it and hopefully you know and, and there'll be a physical clash and a fight between jews and as they came in the uh, other side was well prepared for them with i heard five huge pots of cholent music blaring now not not like modern hasidic music but like classic tunes shalom aleichem and 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 these these like uh, middle-aged plus uh, folks from Tel Aviv were taking off their helmets and crying, crying because they remembered Bobby and Zadie Safta and 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 the smells and the chillant and the and the, and 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 the, and then there was all these other videos of them just talking, talking, talking without like not Israeli like 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 angry talking, yeah, talking just not hand motions, just yeah. just calm discourse. Yeah. Yeah. It was unquestionably a moment of kiddush Hashem unquestionably a moment of Kiddush Hashem. And for me, it was also a moment where the Haredim were able, not with words, but with smells, tastes, and sounds, to give over what it is that they're anchoring for the nation, which is, in one word, Yiddishkeit. These guys are the anchors of Yiddishkeit. And for a minute there, you saw that the Tel Avivians were like, Oh yeah, Yiddish guys. <laughs> that's right. That's what, that's what these guys are about. And, you know, and, and so, so, you know, but, but, but on the other hand, most of the time, there's a very clear line between B'nai Brak and Tel Aviv that are neighbors, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's a clear line between Jerusalem 
and Tel Aviv. And oftentimes, you, you rarely get to cross those, those lines. For example, when you do reserve duty, you get to cross those lines. But so often, you don't. Yeah. And, and therefore, we don't touch one another. And we're talking different languages. How do you, how do you think, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, how do, you, how do you think that we, and you're also, on, on top of being a rabbi, you're also a musician, which, which also transcends. But how do, how do we bridge a gap and talk to and, and share those other values that have now become kind of mutually exclusive. I think music is, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I see it. I mean, I've seen it my whole life. Uh, music's the language of the soul. In, with music, you kind of, you like Pesach, you jump ahead millions of miles and you reach places much faster than you could have ever through just regular, regular uh, talk. Music's one of them. Music's probably one of the main ones. It's a good smell of chillant also will do it. <laughs> Even if it's not Thursday night. Right. I think it was Thursday I think night. It was Thursday right, night. Right. <laughs> they chose the right night to go. But I, I'll tell you, I was, I was choking up when you were speaking because I was petrified that Thursday afternoon. I really was. I was like, oh boy, it's all, it, this is where, this is, this is when it comes down and this is where the blood is going to be. I mamish felt like I, I really felt butsam. And when the footage started coming out, Especially that guy that took off his helmet and started crying to Shalom Aleichem. Uh, that's where the nigun came. The, the, the nigun comes in and reminds people where they are. It's funny, when Yaakov Avinu sends his sons down to Egypt during the famine, he says, Kuhu mizimrat ha'aretz. Take the nigun of Eretz Yisrael. If you want to make it through and find your brethren, take a nigun from Eretz Yisrael. Kuhu mizimrat ha'aretz. So I find that to be like... You know, music especially goes just infinitely, infinitely. It just reaches infinite, infinitely faster and deeper, more than any other thing that we uh, that we know of. But it's, it's not so easy for a layperson. Okay, you, you're you're called into a concert. You get to do it. Right. Like I, you know, you're at you're at uh, you're working at uh, at uh, you know Google Israel. It's not like you can just start a niggin. You know, like 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 we we've, we 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 have a we have a there's borders that created that are created. Mm-hmm. And some people are by the way experts at borders. I'll give you just one example. Breaking the silence, the organization they are experts at preparing their people to shut out any conversation with a so-called settler. They will come into our house, into our town, and you cannot either if you yell at them, they're ready for that. If you try to talk to them nice, they're ready for that. And they just put up a masach. They put up a, a border and you cannot talk. You cannot break through that border. And that's if if anything, that's their you know, now that I'm saying that out loud, I just realized that's your your, your Avam Ben Navat. That's the creation of these like the masachim, these screens. Again, I'm 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 coming back to it. Like 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 do you have any ideas or 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 any comments on the challenge of uh, of getting through this 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 Tel Aviv Jerusalem this this wall that's been created between them? I, I could I could give like twenty different pieces of, of advice in there, but the one that I, the one that and not as a cop out, but Matt, I'm not saying this is a cop out. But one that's that I feel the most is that it says <clears> in the Torah, anyone, anyone that's that's soft hearted. He can't go out to war. Nahun. Now, I'm not saying this is a war. It, it is a spiritual war. It is. I'm not Khalil saying it's a war. But there's some basic things that we, the people that go out in the name of God, stink at. And that is, first of all, PR. We're, God has the worst PR. The Torah has the worst PR. <laughs> I mean, it, it used to not. It used to not. It used to be the book of the world. It used yeah, to be. No, it's, it's, it's something changed. I don't know when. I don't know when, but we, we really have, we really have Shabbat, like really negative PR. And Rav Cook, uh, once said, you know, in the Torah, it says, in Hazinu, ki shem Hashem ekra, when I call out in the name of God, have God I'm supposed to make God sound big. Instead, what happens? Keep, maybe, maybe people speak out in the name of God, ki shem Hashem ekra, have katnot They make God seem so small, mm. so irrelevant, mm. so, so not needed. And those, those of us that have a desire in our hearts to bridge this gap have to do some deep, serious spiritual root work inside the neshama to make space for God, for Hashem, through real, real prayer tears over Am Yisrael. Mm. I think only if you've cried over Am Yisrael, like really cried over Am Yisrael, only then can you really be someone that can go and say, I have something to share with her. I have a besorah. 
I'm sitting in the presence of someone that, that has, so you know what I'm talking about. But I think that anyone out there that is trying to do something, unless they've learned how to cry over Am Yisrael, don't, 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 don't start a new organization. I'm sorry, I love you. I don't think we need new organizations. We also don't need new rabbis. We need rabbis. We need soul masters. That's what I, that's what I believe with all my heart and soul. Okay, watch this. I'm going to jump a topic from a topic, but I think it's, it's part of the same thing. Um, so what you just said is, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, you said that um, we were talking about these, these masachim, which means these, these uh, dividers that are between us. And we talked about within the nation, you're talking about you got to cry for Israel, you, you got to love the people, you got to be a soul master. We have five books of Moses, right? Most everybody can connect to the book of Bereshit, right. Genesis. Most everybody can connect to the book of Shemot. The book of, the book of mm-hmm. Bamidbar is like, if you love politics, yes. it's the best. It's got great stories and great stuff and blessings and things. And then Dvarim, I like to call it the book of Jewish philosophy. You can't, I, I, I always say in the summertime, it's very hard for me to give Dvarim Torah because I'm always just like, read the book. It's just, it's just saying it to you. So what do you, what do you want from me? But the book of Vayikra <laughs> is hard, especially the first few chapters. Before we get into tort law and 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 bein adam lechaverah, you know, between people and all that kind of stuff. And there's many interesting Torah portions. But the first few Torah portions yeah. that deal with these yeah. korbanot, these offerings, there's a masach, there's a there's a uh, divider there. And and now there's other dividers in Judaism. For example, there's people who don't know what it's like to pray every day three times a day. There's a divider there. There's a divider for a lot of people about Talmud. Talmud is hard for a lot of people. But help me figure out a way, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, to get over the divider of connecting to the various technical and and, and very varied uh, uh, issues of the temple and the animal sacrifices there. How am I supposed to connect with that today? How do I become a better? Because I know I want to. I know I need to, but I don't know how to. Without Chassidut, I have no idea how to answer that question. Without specifically the Alter Rebbe in Chabad, I have no idea how to answer this question. But in Chassidut, one of the main, main items we're dealing with is that every person has a godly soul and a nefesh bahamit and an animalistic soul. And we're trying to constantly conquer and sacrifice that animal soul and bring it up to Hashem and, and be that. And, and that's the point of this world, of humanity. So in within the works of Chassidut, regarding the parshas, like these parshas, Vayikra, Tzav, and Shmini, um, it's very clear how every single pasuk is helping us with our inner battle. But you must read the Hasidic commentaries on it, because you're right. If I'm sitting there with a, what was that, what was that translation we had growing up? That, that big blue, uh, Tzitzino, and I'm um, not, yeah. Oh, you mean the, the, no, blue, the, the Pentateuch. Pent- yeah. <laughs> that one. Forget it. Forget it. But the whole book of Aikra, we only have three stories. It's crazy. Only three stories. And the rest are laws, agricultural and leprosy. And it's true. But it happens to be the Aikra is also the inside. It's the sandwich, meaning if there must be something in here that's keeping the outer columns together, and that is avodata adam, that is figuring out how I'm supposed to work on myself. So, for my dearest brothers and sisters, get your, I would recommend strongly the Gutnik Chumash. I could, can, can, can. It's like a rust colored rubber, rubber coated type of thing. Yeah. It's the Chabad, uh, it's kind of big. They have a small oh, version yeah, as well. Yeah, the small versions yeah. too. By far. That'll take you to specific points within each portion that'll make you feel alive with the Parsha. And I'm glad you're bringing this up. Every Rav should speak about this, 100%. Yeah, a lot of people, they just, they, yeah. uh, their eyes glaze over and they don't know how to, they don't know how to connect this it. it. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Katz, I want to thank you so much uh, for everything that you're doing. Uh, your lessons can be also found online uh, at, at uh, RabbiShlomo.com or RabbiShlomoKatz.com, uh, I think, or the ShiraDavid.org, YouTube, all the... Wherever you can. We're trying to just do our thing. And the Baruch Hashem, we have partners like Yishai, and, 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 and we should basically be blessed to spread God's love and heart first in our hearts and then in the rest of the world. Rabbi Shalom Akats, thanks so much. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Gadola Shalom. Amen, amen. Maka Fleischer, I want to thank you. I know you're picking up our son. God bless you. I want to wish you a Shabbat. 
הגדול, שלום. Yeah, שבת שלום, חג כשר ושמח. That's right, I don't know if we'll get another show out before the beginning of Passover, Pesach. Everybody have a great exodus. Movement of the people, but the most important thing is to recognize that God is one. We're starting that process of the 50 days all the way to Shavuot. God is one. He's brought us out of slavery into, service of us, uh, into his service, and he promised us that from the exile, he will bring us through the splitting of the Red Sea, i.e., through the 2,000 years of exile to return to the land of Israel. Lastly, I want to thank Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Yocheved, Tabitha, and Lewin were live for all the great work to get this show out into the world. Be strong out there. Write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. Thank you for all the folks that donated um, to uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash yishay. Love you a lot. God bless you guys. Stay tuned. Stay strong. Stay connected. We'll be back with more next week. And shalom. <laughs>